Amen. Please join me in the scripture reading for today. It comes from 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 11 through 13, and it reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Greet one another with you all. Amen. I almost read it twice. It must be that good. The word of God for the people of God. Paul often closes his messages to his churches with admirations of that which he believes is the real issues that they are facing. In this particular portion of scripture, we find him, him pointing towards three things. He's pointing them to restore things to the proper order, to be comforted through favorable change, and to live in unity or to live in peace. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Amen. Over the past few weeks in Scripture, we have observed many things. We have seen Jesus walk triumphant into the city. We have seen Jesus sharing the breaking of bread with his disciples. We have seen Jesus betrayed him, persecuted, tortured, crucified. We have celebrated a resurrected Jesus. We have learned from the lessons that he shared with his disciples as he appeared to them. And upon his departure, we have now seen the Holy Spirit move across the people on the day of Pentecost giving them power, and the church was born. Amen. Today, as we begin a new sermon series entitled Spirit Filled, where we begin to look at what it really means to be filled by the Spirit, what does that really look like? How should that feel? Amen. I left this place last week filled with hope and enveloped in love, Thank you, Pastor Elaine. Only to walk into a world that seemed hopeless and filled with hate. A world where brother has turned against brother and where even the elected to protect and guide aren't trusted. It made me sad to watch the news. It, it, it hurt to look at social media. And, and it, because so many people walked out of church or walked out of their houses after watching their church service and forgot to be the church. We have groups of people protesting in love that were met with hands of hate. We have groups demanding justice that are being attacked with injustice. We have people that claim to be Christians acting as if they are playing for the enemy's team. Power has corrupted and money has purchased and changed some people's values. If you know me well, you know that to clear my head, I ride my motorcycle. 
And so I got on my bike and I began to ride to clear my head. I was riding down Sooner Road listening to Bishop Jakes talk through my stereo speakers and a guy uh, uh, on that road uh, came by me and yelled, that's right, brother, yes, that's right, that's the message. Now I noticed that this white gentleman paused behind me just before he pulled alongside me to make that statement. So I thought, wow, I guess Bishop Jake said something that spoke to him. I'm glad that he heard it today, and I'm glad that it affected him in that mighty way. That's what's up. A few miles later, the same thing happened. A large truck passed just paused just behind me and then pulled beside me, rolled down its windows, and, and, and a gentleman yelled out, Yeah, yeah, that's right. That right there, that's the message. I smiled and waved and thought, I need to play this message every time I'm on my bike. All kinds of people are being blessed today. I get home and I tell my wife about the encounters. I tell her about the people. I tell, tell her about the looks on her, their face and the excitement in their voice. And I go to my room and take off my top shirt only to realize that it wasn't Bishop Jake's message that they identified with that day. It was the one found on the back of my T-shirt. In big red writing, it said, Love in action. That is what people are looking for. That is what people are craving. That is what we as Christians are supposed to be every day. Love in action. Looking at the scriptures just beyond Pentecost, you will find that people stayed devoted to the apostles' teaching and continued fellowship with one another. Fellowship a mutual sharing, a joint participation, they made sure that everyone was taken care of and that Christian love was not only seen but felt. It was this fellowship, that, 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 that love in action, that caused daily conversions and daily growth within the church. This fellowship was powerful and gave power to those who experienced it. This fellowship is a great reflection of the church. Bonhauer, uh, from a quote from a book that I can't find, paraphrase because I couldn't find it, while he was sitting in prison, uh, paraphrase said, I lost the greatest gift I had, and that is that of fellowship. That fellowship gave me confidence, it gave me power, and it gave me family. And you could tell that made a great impression on me because even after all these years, I remember the paraphrased version, even though I can't find the book. It is fellowship, that power of fellowship that makes all the difference. It is fellowship, this, this love and action I want to speak briefly today with you about. Paul calls in our scripture for the Corinthian church to restore things to the proper order to be comforted through favorable change, and to live in unity and live in peace. And I believe that he's also speaking that to us today. He's telling us that we need to restore things to their proper order. What is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
The scripture says that, that we are to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our being and our neighbors as ourselves. If we look back at, at how they, they approach the church after Pentecost, what we find is that we ourselves also need to recommit our lives to prayer and to fasting and to getting to know God and his principles. Then we are able to apply what we have learned to the people around us. Who is your neighbor? I'm glad you asked. We all are your neighbor. I am your neighbor. Pastor Elaine is your neighbor. Our, our children are, are your neighbor. Everyone that, that God allows to cross your path is your neighbor. Amen. So govern yourselves accordingly. The, the psalmist says red and yellow, black and white, we are all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. As children of the Most High God, we should embrace one another in a way that puts things into the proper order of love. Amen. It is a call to be comforted through favorable change. The scriptures state that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. And once you have begun to recommit yourself to prayer and to fasting and to seeking after God, once you have recommitted yourself to, to loving your neighbor wherever they may be and whatever they may look like, what you might find is that, that the people that, that you once didn't deal with because you were taught you shouldn't deal with, all of a sudden that truth just doesn't feel comfortable anymore. And you realize that the Holy Spirit is leading you to understand that that is not the truth at all. Once you, 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 you have uh, read God's word and followed the lessons of Jesus and you may no longer find peace in the truth you have been taught. You may long for more. You may find that it is hard to believe and, and find peace in the fact that all black men are thugs, even though you've been taught this false truth all of your life. You may find it hard to believe and find peace in the fact that all cops are bad and they shouldn't be trusted even though you have been taught this all of your life. This uneasiness with these false truths is the spirit encouraging you to change. It is encourage, the encouraging of the spirit for us to change. And even though it may be uncomfortable, it is favorable. Amen. Lastly, Paul calls for us to live in unity. This is where love becomes a verb. It becomes an action. This is where you extend your hand to people you would normally walk by. This is where in your COVID isolation, you get on the phone and you call and talk to your congressmen and your congresswomen. This is where you write your senators. This is where you talk to your police chief and you fight against injustice. This is where you hear that joke that is inappropriate about another people group and you shut your friend down. This is where you hear that false communication and you add truth to the conversation. This is where your gossip-filled phone calls become calls demanding change and challenging previously believed truths. This is where we live as the church outside of the walls of the church building. And I believe that it will be this type of fellowship 
the fellowship of believers that will once again cause daily conversion and growth in the way. I believe that it is this type of fellowship, the fellowship of the believers that will restore things to their proper order where love is key and Jesus' way is followed. I, I believe that it is this fellowship, this fellowship of believers that will cause favorable change in our world, in our society, in our communities, in our homes, and yes, within ourselves, I believe that it will be this fellowship, the fellowship of believers that will promote peace and unity amongst all of us. So I say, finally, brethren, farewell. Mind your ways, heed my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and in the God and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.